Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Bree. I am a nature and landscape photographer. I am an achiever of an impossible goal. <laughs> How do you do that? I'm just kidding. Well, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> I know, I know. And, <laughs> and I am also a life coach for creatives. I love, love, love hiking and spending time in nature. And I also love black. <laughs> I love white too, but I love wearing black. I wear it all the time. I really, I like so many colors and actually I say my favorite color is blue, but I only wear black. So the past, like how many times we've recorded this podcast, I'm only wearing black. It's such an easy color to grab. I love it. <laughs> and you look so gorgeous in black too. Uh, it, it suits you so beautifully. <laughs> Well, I'm Len. I'm a professional art educator here in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I graduated from art school nearly 40 years ago with straight distinctions in photography and a minor in printmaking. Do you know I had sponsorship deals and I was the golden boy of the photography department? Uh, yet, I, you know, I put my camera um, down for nearly 10 years. I stopped making art Almost entirely, I concentrated on teaching. Um, it was really fascinating because I picked up a pencil, a paintbrush, and a camera all at the same time. And I was uh, uh, actually in the Middle East and a university tenure teaching a degree in adult education at the time. And once I picked it up, I haven't been able to put it down ever since. Uh, and to be honest, I still haven't truly unpacked why I put it down for those 10 years. Perhaps it was a block. Perhaps I needed a rest. Perhaps I had to figure myself out a bit more first. Anyway, that's uh, uh, something for me to ponder over some time. But today... We thought it would be really interesting to talk about creative blocks. And uh, uh, it's such a fascinating topic. I know I get so many students coming up saying that they, uh, they're attending a workshop that I'm running because they want to find some mojo again to get through a creative block. So today we're going to talk about them. And I think it's a really good place to start is to think about what is a creative block. And uh, Bree, what do you think a creative block is? <laughs> Len, I just want to talk later about why you put your camera down in the first place. <laughs> Put, oh. Look at, uh, oh, yeah, look, we can, oh, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> well, listen, no judgment, right? Because look at all the things you learned in between. So, Did, well, you know, when I picked it up, when I picked it up after 10 years, I was better. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There's an interesting concept to just to play mm. with. How come the first photos when I picked it up were better than when I put it down? Um, what happened in those 10 years is a 
fascinating thing to think about. <laughs> I have some ideas about that. <laughs> but I'm sure you let's do. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what. So people call it creative block. They say what they say. I've lost my mojo. Uh, they also say I'm in a creative rut. Like and and all of these are like negative, right? I'm somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somehow my creativity has left me and I have no idea why. So what is it exactly? Okay, so um, what I always do is when I'm like, what, what is that thing? I always go online and I say, what is such and such, right? Like we don't have any like super special answers, right? But a couple of the, uh, the, couple of the definitions um, that I really identified with are, one is it's a barrier to inspiration, Okay, not actually a physical barrier, okay? So we'll talk about that. But a barrier to inspiration and can be described as the inability to access one's internal creativity. And then another definition is that a creative block is a state of mind. So, right? It's not this like something that magically came upon you. Okay. So it's a state of mind that prevents you from producing your usual higher level or creative output. So whatever it is you're used to doing, something is happening in, within you, in your mindset, something's going on in your mind that's preventing you from doing your usual, right? Like being your usual creative self. And I, I think Obviously, that's a problem for so many of us because we find so much enjoyment in um, in the act of creating and being creative, right? Like that, the reason we want to that we want to be creative is because of what we're going to feel when we do it. And we have, we have there's so many um, like positive emotions wrapped up in it, satisfaction, um, joy, uh, maybe some excitement. And when we're not feeling that, when we're not doing it, we kind of lose those things. And that's why it becomes a problem for us, right? So any other I'm thoughts really, about that, Lynn? Well, uh, firstly, uh, I want to pick up on the word usual. Uh, what is right. our usual creative state? And uh, uh, for me, um, after, after all these years, I don't know that I have what I would call a, a usual creative state. Uh, um, uh, I can't describe what that would be to you. And I, I honestly couldn't say what my usual state is because it, uh, it's so varied and uh, uh, differing that uh, there's moments in my life when uh, creativity just flows out of me and uh, I'm in the flow state all the time and uh, uh, the work just pours out uh, in these huge, incredible bursts of, of energy and productivity. And then there's this other times of uh, quietude and, and stillness or um, when, when things aren't going so well. But I think that that wave that I'm, I, I'm, I'm pulling out there and, and identifying in myself is quite different to what a creative block is because uh, uh, so many um, blocks are uh, in our mind, aren't they? It's a, a, an emotional, a mental, um, a state of feeling stuck 
And I think that so many of the, the term when we use that l- label, it's, it's a feeling of helplessness that I can't get to that uh, magical space that I have been in before. And I think, um, well, first, it's all in our mind, right? And Yes, and, yes, yes, and yes, yes. <laughs> all of it, by the way, all the th- all of it that we're talking about, this creativity and getting blocked, it's all in our mind, okay? <laughs> so, yes. but, That's what I'm saying. Um, right. So, but that usual, I think, really means, and you're talking about waves up and down, but I think the usual really means that we have the ease at which we have been creative before now feels gone. Like it feels more difficult to get to that space, meaning there is a block, almost like a, like I'm like the the easiness, right? The wave, the the flow that I've been on, is somehow like cut off, and I, for so many of us, that's such a problem. And how did I talk to you? I swear I talked to someone recently. They were like, "I've never had that before," or I was <laughs> listening to something. They're like, "Yeah, I've never had a creative block," and I'm like, "What?" So maybe it was. Um, Maybe it was Alex Noriega. I'll have to remember mm-hmm. to tag him on this. And he <laughs> said, I'd be curious to know what his, like, what the magic sauce is, <laughs> the, the, the magic potion is that he's drinking. Um, because I think so many of us have had this time. And I will admit, I have been doing my photography, this part anyway, for such a short time that I haven't really felt stopped up and creatively at all, but I have talked to clients who have been stuck. And it's such a problem, especially when we have a business or we're so used to being in that state where we can easily create that when we're stuck, oh my gosh, like we want to get back there, but we're not quite sure how, right? So- I think this really brings up that question is how do we know that we're actually experiencing a, a creative block? And I think that's a, a absolute spot on thing to be uh, asking ourselves. What what actually comes up to us that says, hey, I'm, uh, I am feeling blocked? Um, and uh, having this emotional wall that is stopping you is very much a part of that, isn't it? It's this uh, sense of of being stuck and not being able to get around it or get over it or under it or whatever it is that I can't get to that place. Um, uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is uh, also uh, this indecision-making when we mm. are totally unsure uh, as to where to go. Uh, and so, therefore, we actually stop doing things. Uh, I know I've experienced that at, at many times, uh, and I've actually started so many projects and never finished them because of procrastination. And some of it is actually uh, about an unhappiness of the quality of what I'm doing, and therefore I put it down, and it's fascinating that when I pick it back up later, I immediately see the errors of my ways and uh, <laughs> I know suddenly where to go to next. So it's like that um, procrastination actually gives me thinking time to figure out what's going 
going wrong and what I'm doing uh, incorrectly. But um, I misinterpret that sometimes as a creative block. Do you have, um, uh, how do you know that you're in a creative block, Brie? Have, well, have you even been there? That maybe is another question I, to ask. So <laughs> how do people know? So I, I don't know that I've totally ever been in a creative block, but I will say this, the first kind of, I would say the first part of solving it, because the one thing we want is we want to get out of it, right? And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, and and Len and I just discussed before this, we're going to have a whole <laughs> episode on getting being more creative. So wait for that. But um, but I think the first kind of step it is to just have some awareness that this is happening for you. Instead of like wandering around in the indecision and feeling all of the, the you know, whatever is going on for you. And I'll, I'm going to mention a few ways you can know that you're in this. But it's just being aware that this is happening. And I think awareness is so key for helping us, A, understand what we're going through, right? Um, and then... And also being able to solve it for ourselves if we want to, um, or if we feel that, well, it just if we want to. So the, so the way you can know if you're in a creative block, so you can have some awareness is, well, A, you're not creating the way you usually do or that you want to, but you're, if you're struggling to start something new, um, if, you, if you're kind of finished with your past work and you're not you're not feeling it like your mojo isn't there to start something new, right? Isn't that what you told me some of your clients like yeah, have done before, right? That's right. Where's my mojo gone? Yeah. And they want to come to you so they can start something new, right? So, so um, if you're struggling to start something new, maybe you're just in the state. If you're feeling stuck, we talked about that, then you might be. Uh, if you're procrastinating, um, what else can you think of? I like the, I don't know. If you're stuck in this indecision, I don't know. Maybe this is part of struggling to, with something new. I don't know what to start. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I so. think sometimes we're also uh, obsessed, um, uh, maybe, in a, uh, maybe in a negative way, um, about other things in our life. Um, our, our minds are, are caught dealing with other aspects of our life um, and they get in the way of being, create, being creative. They might be uh, uh, an anxiety for things in the future. It might be a, a feeling of sadness or depression of things in the past. Or it could just be uh, things that are going on that are overwhelming at the moment. Like, you know, we have to work and um, keep feeding ourselves and make sure we're safe and have a, a roof over our heads. And if some of those feelings and uh, the time it takes to actually do that each day is overwhelming, then we can also feel like that we're creatively blocked, can't we? Because we just simply don't have a, a, the, enough um, space in our lives to be creating because we're overcome with these other sorts of thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And that is like, you can become aware that you're having this block. Um, but the, 
I think the those ex, those all of those things that you just talked about, Lem, those are things that are causing it. And so, you know, if if you have like I I have here external reasons, right? Like, yeah, if you're dealing with something that's really hard, like for sure, for sure, if something um uh you know really terrible was to happen to me, like a family member passes, um, if we're dealing with some grief. That's going to be probably a barrier to really having that major creativity. Maybe it's a maybe it's a catalyst for some people to express it, right? But that's not what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. We're talking about this might be a possible reason that you might be experiencing it. So if you're experiencing grief in any way, um, if you're feeling, um, it, yeah, anxiety, nervousness fear. Um, We could probably make a list of all kinds of emotions that can stop us. Because one of the things that I teach my clients, and I may have mentioned this before, is like all of our emotions are the fuel for, for what we create in our lives. And so if we're feeling an emotion like fear, (laughs) we're probably not going to be in a creative space. And so, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'm feeling fear, I just want to go curl up in my bed (laughs) (laughs) and not go anywhere because I'm like, I I have to stay here. This is the safe place. And so, and then I'm not even showing up in a creative way. And same with like nervousness, for sure. Anxiety is a big one when we're feeling anxiety and we're worried that's that's not going to be the place in which we're going to be able to do our our the creative work that we love right mm, so very I mean, much I so. have yeah and and I haven't necessarily felt the creative block but I've been in that space where I felt like nervous or anxious and I can I can't I cannot get to that creative space when I'm feeling all of that so so, uh, so- Sometimes I wonder whether it's uh, also a projection of where I would want to be into the future and uh, uh, over-projecting that. Um, And what I mean by that is uh, uh, I have an an imaginary idea of what being creative and what my creative life should be about, and then I'm frustrated with where I am and what I'm doing about that today. And that mismatch of, um, uh, of over, overstating or over-imagining what I want to be doing and the reality of what I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing today becomes this wall of like, oh, that seems impossible. How come I'm not there? Why aren't I like this um, with myself in, in my life? That's fascinating. Uh, I'm also fascinated by this idea that uh, some people just don't seem to have creative blocks. And uh, that in itself is is totally an amazing concept to play with. And uh, what we would find, I'm guessing, and this is a guess, that uh, that those people are so excited by exploring the creative process that they don't allow um, these walls to come 
in front of them, that they consider everything that they're doing in their life, um, living a creative life uh, as part of the process uh, that they're going along in that path. So therefore, when they're living it fully, they don't actually have these walls that they create in their mind artificially. And and I wonder too if um, maybe maybe they're experiencing something that seems like a creative block, but they've reframed it in their mind so that it's actually just not a problem when they come up. So they don't feel stuck at all, um, which is a good part of the work that I do, which I love, <laughs> is taking something that we think, oh, this is a problem, and we reframe it, and all of a sudden... It's just not. And and so I'm wondering if that's part of it too, is that they've become these these people who don't experience it actually just take what we think is a problem and and turn it around. So they're like, it's fine. I'm mm. just I'm I'm feeling um I'm feeling a little whatever it is. I'm feeling some anxiety right now and I'm just gonna wait until it passes. And you know, you you know, we talked about just allowing allowing this to just happen and be with us, right? Whatever it is that's causing us to block, be blocked, you know, blocking us creatively, just allowing that those people maybe just allow it to be there. And then it's not a problem and they just deal with it. And then when it's over, then they just keep on moving on creatively. And it's part of that, those (laughs) waves that you're talking about. So it, it just, it happens, but they don't call it anything and it's just not a problem. That's an interesting way to be. Oh, yeah. And I have a little mantra and it's trust the process. Yeah. Uh, I think I've mentioned that before on here and where I got that from. And and I use that to remember that creativity, it is a a, a process. It's something that you have to live in and that um, a creative life uh, is not fixed it's not concrete. It's uh, malleable. It's movable. It's a a moving target. It's uh, something that I have to learn to to surf and to to go with the flow and uh, follow those ups and downs. And reframing them is incredibly important. And I think that's actually so much of the basis of of getting. not building the walls in the first place or, or even breaking them back down is actually changing uh, what they're made of and uh, uh, turning them into something that we can get rid of or even to use as our advantage. I think uh, having having a, an understanding that it, it can come in a wave means that when you put something down for a period of time, rather than thinking I'm stuck, it actually is a time for um, uh, new ideas to come in, that there's other, there's, there's time in your life for new experiences and new influences and uh, um, to allow them to come in at that moment. It's such a, such a lovely way. So reframing, uh, it is. Uh, so we That's have awesome. a... I was going to say, that's awesome, just leaving time to have those new experiences. Well, can I, can I go over, so, uh, like, a, let me, 
I'd like to touch on one, uh, some other reasons that we might, that for the cause of them. Um, and you and I have here, we have limiting beliefs. Yes, we both had that. Well, quick, we got to write that one down. <laughs> quick, limiting beliefs. <laughs> right, like these these beliefs that we have in us. And I wrote like, I'm not. If you're thinking like, I'm not anything, right? I'm not uh, creative. I'm not good enough. I even wrote my work will never be good enough. But if you're writing like, I'm not good enough. Um, I wrote here imposter syndrome, which is really like, I'm not whatever it is that you are. I'm not a painter. I'm not a sculptor. I'm not a chef or a photographer. I mean, I, I was so nervous. I remember the first time I told someone that I was a photographer and I was like, do I even believe that? And <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I still don't tell people I'm a photographer. <laughs> Well, you say you're an artist, which you are, and we all are, right? That's a we reframing all as well. So yes, yes, yes. But but for me, it was really important to to like hold my camera and be like, I'm a photographer, and and then I had to like go. I had to think, do I really believe that? Almost, but it's like I had to say it multiple times before I believed it. But it's almost like. <sighs> I think I could be creative. I don't think I was like stuck necessarily, but I think once I like believed that, then it opened myself up to like just allowing myself to be that person who does photography, right? Instead of like pretending, because I think that the, the, the thinking that we're just pretending definitely will stop us from being our full creative selves. Right. So, um, and, and, uh, and just being able to, well, you and I have talked about, we've talked about really feeling emotions deeply and we can't really get there on that deeper level to have that real, to really open ourselves up and our minds and, and all of us, even to get into that flow state, which we will talk about, uh, eventually, but we can't do that if, if we're, um, if we're allowing these beliefs, hi Momo, <laughs> I hear your doggy. <laughs> That's Lynn's dog. Um, if we're having these beliefs, these that telling us that we're not whatever, um, just kind of gnawing at us, kind of in the background, telling us that we're not good enough. And what is that anyway? Why do we we why do we create this thing about saying to ourselves we're not? We are not creative. I hear that so many times, and uh, it's the reason why uh, I, I come. We talked about this in uh, what is creativity. That this idea that we are all inherent, inherently creative. That so that we can tackle this. I'm not creative um, as a something and, and cross it out of our minds because we all have creative. I think. Uh, so many people compare themselves to other creatives and that is part of that wall going up, uh, trying to compare myself and work the way they do, so therefore I'm not creative and it becomes a, an excuse for um, and being inactive. 
And then we yeah. can then use that as a block, can't we? There is a reason it's called compare and despair. And we're, we're in that feeling of like sadness because someone else's stuff is so much better than ours. We just, we can't, we just can't be in that space. So all of you creative people, listen, if you're listening to this, you are creative. So you can cross that one off of your I'm not this list, right? So just cross it off. You are creative. Whether if you're telling yourself you're not, it's just not true. And you can go go right now, pause this podcast, come back to it though, right? <laughs> pause this podcast and write down all the ways that you are a creative. Okay. And find evidence for it. All right. So also another cause of being in a creative rut, we just think that we don't have enough time. Like, you know, if we're, if we're totally thinking, well, there's no, I don't have time to be creative then if we're for sure, if we're thinking that, then we're not going to be able to make the time for it, right? Um, thoughts about that, Len? <laughs> we have to, well, we, obviously we have to make the time um, right. to, to do it. Some people find uh, incredible solace um, by creating a regular scheduled time and, and putting that aside uh, regularly. Uh, Freeman Patterson puts in his diary once a week <laughs> so that anyone reading his diary and also in his mind that he's going off to the dentist for the afternoon or for the day. And that gives him a total excuse not to be questioned about what he's doing for the rest of the day. Like, oh, well, you've just had that terrible dentist experience, therefore you can't be questioned. About it. So basically every Friday afternoon he's then free to take photographs and not be questioned about what he was doing. Some people like to do things daily, like uh, I, I wanted to learn to write better, so I blogged and, and wrote and posted a photograph daily for a number of years to improve my writing skills. Uh, I can't do that with photography. I have to actually create a whole block of time. So I, I take a a period of time and I actually go and I immerse myself totally. And I'm sure many of my clients who come on a, a workshop or a tour actually do that. They invest the time and the money and go somewhere very, very specific just to take uh, photographs. And then when they're immersed and surrounded by other people, they can, they've created that time in their lives. So there's and just ways I deal with it. Yeah, I actually do something similar, um, and I would say that it, whatever it is that you uh, do creatively, um, you can also block off time. I like to look at my time in like a like week chunks, and then looking forward to seeing like, is there something I want to do for a lot that's going to require a longer amount of my time, and so. So getting just by like, and I do, uh, I'll block off like two hours every few days and, and I don't say what I'm going to do. I just write in photography. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and so maybe I get, maybe I get to that space and I'm like, I don't really, I'm not really feeling it to, like I could sit down and edit or I could go out. Um, or, uh, or maybe I'm just don't feel like doing that. And so I wanted to have some inspiration. And so that's when I can sit with uh, some lovely books and that is all part of it for me is 
wrapping that all up into um, into my creative time is, you know, being inspired or you know do, doing doing something. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do know. If we're thinking we don't have enough time, for sure we will never have it. And right, everyone exactly. has everyone has the same twenty four hours, and so um, and so you look at your life and think about how how do you want to live your life in a way that you can fit in the creative work that you want to do. So what I'm saying is. Stop making that an excuse. You do have all the time. Everyone has the same amount, exact, exact amount of time, and you can too. But if you're telling yourself that you don't, you won't, and you won't make time for it. So, mm. and so that that's actually the most uh, beautiful example of a limiting belief, isn't it? That when you tell yourself you have no time, uh, of course you have none. And the moment that you start telling yourself that you are creating time and that you have time for your art and that it's important to you and you elevate its importance in your life um, for yourself, then you suddenly start making extra time and it it opens up, doesn't it? Yeah, we, isn't we, that we an interesting to... thing? <laughs> oh, I find that absolutely fascinating. And it is. how when we open up space in our life for things, uh, of course they fill up with uh, magical things to happen. And I right. love that saying, you know, ma- making space. So uh, we to get rid of the limiting belief about I well, have no time, we do need to get a crowbar in there and actually make space for it. Uh, yeah. We're just, po- I call it, we just poke holes in it. Like if you're thinking, <laughs> I don't have enough time. I just want to poke a, poke some holes. Is that true? Like really, you can sell, ask yourself, is that true? This is a little trick I do. Whenever I'm thinking something like that, that's stopping me, I'm like, is that really true? Hmm. Maybe I want to look at it some more. Um, another I must admit thing- I'm a- Oh, I'm ahead. more of a crowbar person. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm way too busy at the moment. What can go, and uh, <laughs> where where can I actually create? And uh, what is actually stopping me, um, time wise? That's taking up so much energy. Uh, well, being a so- teacher. Go ahead. Oh, it's, <laughs> being a teacher, it's in. Um, it's a creative process. Being a teacher, working with people is uh, also a creative process. Talking. All day is also very, very creative. Um, and they can be incredibly draining. Uh, and if I'm teaching really, really hard, I often don't have creative space and I need to pull back or to relax and uh, create this extra space to, to do that. So it's also not a matter of time. It's, it's also a matter of balancing what it is that I'm doing in the other times to create the space. So uh, space is beautiful. Time is a, a very important part of it. It is. It's so interesting. I love, I love talking about time. Um, <laughs> another, uh, so I wouldn't, I actually had a new thought and this is why I love these conversations. I was also thinking about, you know, we've been talking this whole time about 
um, a creative block, which is like stopping us from like being like doing the creating. But I was also thinking like, sometimes like we do the crowbar thing. We're like, I'm blocked creatively. And so, but I'm just going to make myself do it. Right. And, and I was thinking too, if we're, if we're having that like imposter syndrome where we're not feeling like we like if kind of feeling like a fraud, if we're in that space, then which will block us that, that, that kind of thinking is a limiting belief, which will block us from being creative. And I think when we feel like that, we kind of want to crowbar our way, like muscle our way through it. And what happens is that we don't create original work for us. If we think we're a fraud, we kind of will be like, we'll make that come true. And we may Mm. find ourselves creating, but not creating something that's really unique and original to ourselves and in a way that is like authentically ours. And, um, and I just kind of wanted to point that part out that that's where that's another little trap we can find ourselves in is really not creating authentically, like in a fraudulent way. And that's, that's I feel I feel like that's not the the emotion that not the emotional space that I want to be in when I'm creating. I had a, I can tell you have thoughts. <laughs> I had a student and uh, she turned up and uh, she felt that she had imposter syndrome and she felt she was a fraud and she even used those words I'm I'm a fraud uh, I I do not know what I'm doing. And yet I'm winning prizes and awards with my art, my her photographic art. Uh, but I, I feel because I don't know what I'm doing, uh, therefore I'm uh, disqualifying the quality of my work. And uh, a crowbar wasn't the right tool <laughs> to get out of that. It was actually part of the tool was, well, learning that you do actually know what you're talking about and learning to trust that judgment and also to trust a, a, a belief in your own ability and your own quality of work. And that was something that took a, a long period of time and it took careful and gentle nurturing as well as uh, a supportive education to get through that and to actually shift that um, out of the way uh, to a point now where um, that thought doesn't come up anymore. And, uh, yeah, because she believes it. Because you practice right. this over and over again, and you find evidence for you know that you that you are not a fraud or you know an authentic person doing your authentic work. Um, and as you find more evidence for that, then you can believe it even more. And we have on our list skills. Would you say that uh, she? maybe she needed to learn some skills to kind of help her get there too? Uh, Yes, because uh, her doubt in um, her skills um, caused frustration. And it's not that the uh, actually learning the skills uh, were to improve her photography or her art. It was that learning the skills actually alleviated the fear that she didn't know um, what she was doing, which caused the part of the cause for the imposter and that 
um, that fraudulent feeling, um, if you can take away what's causing it, like if there's an excuse, well, I, I must be a fraud because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, once you can remove that by going, well, actually, once you study that, you you realize that you are. I had that happen to me uh, with counseling. Um, my friend uh, John Hunt, who's now passed away, when I was uh, 18, he said to me, Len, you're a natural born counselor. All you need to do is follow your intuition with counseling and uh, never study it. And uh, 30 <laughs> years later, I, was, I wrote a course um, for TAFE in adventure-based uh, counseling or youth work, um, adventure therapy. And uh, I had it approved and it was uh, one of the uh, voca first vocational courses in Australia. And I went around the country uh, assessing people in the recognition of prior learning with psychologists and counsellors with huge amounts of counselling experience. And I discovered through this process of actually studying and talking to people that were highly trained and highly experienced that my friend was right, that what we were trying to teach was something that I'd had uh, quite, and not innately, but I'd developed at a young age and it was already there and all I had to do was to trust my intuition with it. Um, and obviously I had an ethical base and I also had an educational base. So there was, it was a very complex thing, but that imposter syndrome went away once I actually had that recognition from peers who had come through a different path uh, and this realisation that I actually uh, understood uh, on a different wavelength, mind you, uh, what I was doing. So uh, I think uh, uh, we have to sometimes go through these aha moments to, to get rid of some of these limiting beliefs, don't we? That we have to, we have to find evidence, you know, uh, we never, once the evidence comes to us ourselves, we never argue with it, do we? Well. People can tell us it or tell, <laughs> I tell hope us we what don't. to do. But once we find out for ourselves, well, then hopefully that, that's something that, that really rams it through and goes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, therefore. And when I have that those moments and I just drop all of the thoughts that I had before. Like mm. I'm totally a photographer now. I don't ever doubt that I'm not. So I don't have to think about that anymore. Right. Because I've worked myself through that. Um, I want to, this, this skills thing too, is sometimes we do need, like we do need to trust our intuition, which is sometimes telling us that we can do what we need to do without the skills. But sometimes that, <laughs> sometimes our creative block our sometimes our block is actually like, Maybe we do need to learn a skill, right? Maybe there is something that we're imagining that we have imagined and we can't get there because we actually don't have the total knowledge yet. And so figuring out like that is an actual like real tangible thing we can do, like figuring out what that is and, and you know, taking the time to work through it, learning that so we can get there, that, that could also be like a solution to it for sure. Ah, oh, yes, and that's happened so many times is that uh, I want to be somewhere else, but I don't actually have the skills to get there. So I need to study, practice, uh, even sometimes purchase things that uh, will help you 
um, to do that and or um, try things. Sometimes we yeah. actually we have to test to see what it's actually going to look like. Uh, it, it keeps coming back to uh, our blocks are so much in our minds, aren't they? <laughs> well, for sure, it all is. <laughs> I've just found, I found in my work that so much of what um, we experience in our lives, no matter the surroundings, is really all about, it's all about how we think about it and and the emotions that come from that. And so mm. um, if if we can reframe some of these things, then we, then for sure, we won't even like... We, well, I was going to say there will be no problems. That's not necessarily <laughs> true, but I think we will live happier lives for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's in- it's really interesting uh, that uh, so many people have creative blocks and uh, it's something that they talked about and uh, people want more mojo. And uh, interestingly, that all the answers to this are different for each person. It's a matter of soul searching, finding out more about who you are, how you work, and finding answers that really work for you. And something, Brie, that might work for you is different than might work for me uh, as to someone else. And, uh, uh, you know, like the example of just finding a little bit of space in time, uh, opening up little holes as opposed to a big hole with, with, with... Something approach. So two different approaches, but we still end up with a uh, a similar result of, that we're happy with, and it suits the way that we work. And uh, I really believe that uh, the biggest key to creativity is self understanding and yeah. uh, understanding the creative process for you. Uh, coming back to that person that doesn't feel a creative block, I, I wonder if that they think. And, and understand the creative process as being something that uh, isn't projected out into the future, that it's very much focused on the here and now and the doing. And uh, like Picasso actually famously says, the hardest thing about creativity is showing up for work each day, uh, actually doing the work during the day and people that don't have creative blocks aren't pushing way off into the future so much, but are, are able to uh, be with their art as they're creative and following where the art is leading them. Are you saying uh, riding the wave? Is that what you're saying? Well, they ride the wave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have dreams of big waves, but uh, which is good, but uh, they <laughs> right. also uh, are there in the moment. Yeah. So much about it is being uh, here in the moment, being present with yourself, your feelings, and the artwork. Right. And the process. So I do know one thing that is universal. And we talked about, like you just said, that there are so many different ways that we can do it. Like we can get ourselves kind of move out of that space where we feel creative block. But there is one that is com- that I believe is completely universal. You want to hear it? Well, yeah, you know I do. what it is. <laughs> it's just allowing it. <laughs> and so the interesting thing is, and like we talked about before with time, 
when when we are the so one reason we want to recognize and have awareness that we are feeling this way, we're feeling stuck, whatever it is, like we're having this moment is because when when we feel that way, we don't when we have awareness about it, then we're not we don't then we can choose, we can make a conscious decision not to fight against it. Because if we fight against it, then it's going to push us, I believe in my work, even further away from being creative. And because just because that's, it's how it is. Like, I don't want to fight with anything. And, and, you know, um, when I talk to my clients and I'm telling them, yes, you have, uh, you're feeling, you're feeling some fear right now. We're just going to feel it. And we're just going to allow it to be there and exist with us with, Mm. okay. And here's the, here's the secret free for all of you (laughs) without judgment. So we're going to allow in the, in this time when we're feeling blocked, we're not, we've, we've like quote lost our mojo, which hasn't been lost at all. We're just paused, right? We're just going to allow ourselves to just feel like our mojo wasn't there. And if you can do it without like judging that it's bad, and I think this is what's happening for those people who say they're not in a creative, they never get in creative ruts, right? If you can do it without judging that somehow the fact that you can't, that you're not creating is bad, then you can get there so much faster. It's a, such a weird thing, right? So allow it, allow yourself to just sit with it. And, mm. and be okay, not creating, not feeling like creating. It's totally fine. And then not judging that it's somehow bad that you're not doing it. Maybe you need a little bit of a break. Like maybe your brain needs some time to reset, like you were talking about, Len. And that's totally okay. Mm. Uh, these limiting beliefs um, that get in our way, uh, when we reframe them, they shift and change. And uh, the same is actually true for what you're talking about there is that when we reframe that downtime as being creative time, that uh, it's just like when we go to sleep. Our, th- apparently, the, the reason we need to sleep is for our brain to reset and also to reprocess things. It's actually working while we're asleep, isn't it? And uh, we can have a huge discussion about that. But um, <laughs> Right, because we could think, oh, I'm sleeping. I'm not being productive. I, I need less sleep so I can do more things, which is the opposite. That's exactly right. Right? And, it's the opposite. Uh, it's the opposite. And, and at my creative wave, it has its downtimes. And I'm actually not – I don't think to myself, I'm not being creative. I actually uh, – enjoy the creative elements in my life at that downtime. It might be uh, reading a book like we talked about in our last episode uh, for inspiration. Um, It might just be Mm -hmm. thumbing through beautiful photographs and and sitting with one that that moves me and stirs me. It might be lying in bed with my eyes shut, uh, imagining something and uh, exercising my skills in a, imagination. It might be just going for a, a really, really long walk um, and uh, going and hugging some trees and communing with nature. <laughs> but it of also course. might mean doing other things, you know, um, 
spending time with friends or family or um, other parts of my life to to give me that that downtime uh, is for me a part of being creative. And it's not uh, a moment of when I actually ever tell myself I'm blocked up anymore. That that those days are gone. Now it's just like, well, uh, this is one of the waves I just surf through, and I give up worrying about it, and uh, 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 I put into place things that I know that are going to work for me uh, to to move me forward, uh, like creating time or uh, setting intentions or. Uh, repacking my camera bag and uh, cleaning everything <laughs> and formatting my cards. Or with photography, we spend a lot of time uh, processing and putting photographs out and uh, sharing them with people and uh, preparing them for printing and those sort of things. And uh, that's creative time as well. So yeah. it's not just the moment that I'm pressing the shutter is uh, that creative moment. Uh, it, I really love that concept. It's a creative life. Yeah, I think so. Because all the things that we do um, uh, contribute to it, right? Yes. Um, I love what you were just saying about all of the things that we're doing, repacking the camera bag, cleaning the camera, because I, I, I could be thinking, this is what I'm doing to prepare to go do my photography or whatever it is that you do to prepare, right? But somebody else could be like, oh, I'm, re- I'm just doing this to procrastinate doing the thing I really think I should be doing, right? And, and that it's not. So it really is all in how we think of it. And um, I'd like to touch just really quickly um, and say a statement, just going back to the trust ourselves. And I think... So much of this boils down to trusting ourselves to do exactly what we need to do at that at that moment in time. So if it's like if it if if you find that you don't really have an urge to go out to to um, you know do your painting or um, drawing or whatever it is that you've been doing. Trust yourself that that is okay, that that is maybe you need to not be doing that at that moment and and that that's okay. And I love, I love this idea of really trusting ourselves and honoring what, um, kind of what's going on, what's going on for us at, at the moment. And also I have a question and we're going to ask kind of a question at the end, but ask, you can ask yourself too. What are you afraid? I wrote this down. What are you afraid will happen if you don't hurry up and get creative? What are you so afraid of? If, like, what's going to happen? What's the terrible thing that's going to (laughs) happen if you don't hurry up and get out of your creative rut or what you're considering is your creative rut? Like, really, seriously, probably nothing terrible is going to happen. In fact, you may even make it an opportunity to really find some more inspiration and be even more creative later. Mm. Wouldn't that be fabulous? That would be amazing. (laughs) So much is about listening to our emotions and following them, isn't it? And, uh, the more in touch with myself I become, 
the better I am at listening to my emotions and then allowing them to, to guide me as to what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing, uh, just listening uh, to my body and those feelings, isn't uh, uh, It's an emotional expression, isn't it? Yeah. Creativity is about expressing ourselves and, and being in tune with ourselves uh, is so much of this key of, of, of being creative. Yeah. Do you, um, in the future, we're going to talk about being more creative, (laughs) (laughs) but I think this is maybe a good place to end today. Would you read that quote that you put in here from Rain Wilson, Len? I think this is such a beautiful, um, I think this is such a great way to kind of finish up our conversation. Do you have that? Yeah, Yeah. It's, um, I think creative blocks come from people's life journeys. If you don't know who you are or what you're about or what you believe in, it's pretty impossible to be creative. Isn't that just lovely? Yeah. I mean, it might be. So find out who you are, what you're about and what you believe in. Spend some time (laughs) with you. Don't be afraid. You're pretty awesome. (laughs) Truly. Len, I really enjoyed this conversation. We are definitely, what is going on with our creative affair? We did not flirt as much as we could have. (laughs) Every time we finish, we're like, we did not flirt as much as we could have. (laughs) But either way, I always come away from these conversations feeling so inspired. And um, I mean, I am an extrovert, so I get my energy from, you know, uh, interacting with other people. So it's just, it's just such a beautiful thing. Ah, so, next of all, I'm an introvert. So um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons that we balance so well. We truly are <laughs> like... Not, I don't, we have some similarities, but not that many. Um, So to all of you, our listeners, I just would love to know, were you to ask yourself, is there have, have, uh, has there been a time that you've blocked yourself creatively? Now I phrased that in a certain way, not had a creative block, but has there been a time that you have blocked yourself creatively? Because we discussed, this is all something that's happening for you in your mind, right? So if so, we encourage you to have some awareness about why it's happening. Can re-listen to the podcast, right? And be patient. Just be patient with yourself and trust in yourself that the creativity will eventually return. And we just want you to know, and I live in Texas, so I can say this, we think all y'all are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) If you're in Texas, you can say y'all and all y'all, meaning everyone. So we think, Len and I both think, and this is why we're doing this podcast, is because we think all y'all are awesome. And we think our, we think we're awesome too. So we invite all of you awesome people to keep the conversation about your creative passion flowing by engaging in conversation with others and with us. You can email us at create at a creative affair podcast.com. And if you're in a creative funk or lost your mojo or whatever it is, <laughs> however you want to phrase it, you can reach out to me at creativemindscoach.com and schedule a 30-minute discovery call, and I'll help you figure out what's holding you back. 
I love people and it's really my passion to help you be your best creative self. One of the things I've done uh, to honour and explore my creativity uh, is to, to start a publication called Lens Journal. And it's been a dream. And it's one of these ones that uh, I thought was blocks when I didn't finish it. And then I, I later realised I was, I was going about it the wrong way. And uh, instead of it being about me, uh, it's about art that I, excites me and uh, inspires me and, and motivates me. So uh, now, uh, Lens Journal, uh, in its final form, is a beautiful celebration of creative photography, uh, of photographers working in series uh, from all over the world, and it's a, a most gorgeous collector's item, and we, we number and emboss every single copy so that it uh, becomes uh, something that... Uh, becomes an investment into the future, but it's also a, an investment uh, in your beautiful creative life and uh, hopefully inspiration. So that's called Lens Journal, and uh, you can find that at lensjournal.com. Uh, of course, I, I run a photography school and workshops, tours, and mentoring, and uh, uh, so many students come to find their mojo with me, and uh, I, they all leave with a spring in their step and, and beautiful photographs. So uh, uh, we could spend hours about talking about what I actually do to put it there, but uh, I, I can guarantee that that actually happens there. Anyway, uh, it's time to go. As always, there are links to everything that we've talked about in our show notes. Um, please visit us at a, a creativeaffairpodcast.com. Please uh, tell your friends, uh, other creatives, uh, uh, help us build our audience. We, we'd so love that. And we'd also, um, we're happy to uh, talk to other podcasters and uh, have other conversations with people. It sounds so exciting. So please make sure you subscribe uh, and you can do that in your favourite podcast app. Well, Bree. Gorgeous yes, girl. <laughs> How do you Are keep you sure? the romance alive in your creative life? Anyway, that, uh, that's it's a, a ponytail day. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do we keep the romance alive? What a what a wonderful thing. Well, oh, we're um, going to talk about that. Yes, uh, that, that's <laughs> a, another whole um, episode for us. Yes. So anyway, Brett, have fun with your phot gorgeous photography and your beautiful art and uh, um, your beautiful black clothes. Um, yes. How gorgeous are they? <laughs> and uh, everyone else out there too, we hope that you have fun with your creative endeavours, whatever they may be, whether it's uh, music, painting, words, conversations. Um, well, for now, it's time to, to say goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.